Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. This is the match review. Newcastle beat Sheffield United 1-0 up at St James Park in front of 10,000 lucky supporters. It was the first time fans had been allowed back into the ground since February 2020 due to the coronavirus and they left happy with three points in the bag. Joe Willett got the only goal of the game midway through the first half, his sixth in as many as the midfielder continues to impress ahead of hopefully a return to St James's Park next season. In this episode, I'm joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Redder as we look back on the win over Sheffield United. Hello, welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle United have beaten Sheffield United 1-0 in front of 10,000 fans up at St. James's Park. Lee Ryder was there as usual and joins me now. Lee, we'll start with the return of fans to the ground. Um, I know you tweeted it uh, before the game about the players getting a warm reception. It must have been nice to um, be part of that pre-game warm-up with the fans actually in the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, all season, it, it's been the one, you know, big thing that's been missing from fans. And uh, ultimately, tonight, we got them back and it made a difference from, as I say, the players coming out for the warm-up, um, you know, going into the, the kick-off, local hero blast now. It, it, what, what, it's unbelievable the difference it can make. And uh, I think that's what got Newcastle over the line tonight because, you know, the... the weren't spectacular, decent first half, hanging on in the second half. But I think the fans really helped them do that, and it was just good to see, uh, good to see them back. And they made their uh, feelings known on uh, new, numerous issues since uh, lockdown. And one of those issues was Joe Willick and where his future is next season. The fans made no secret about what they would like to see happen. They sent a big message to the Newcastle United hierarchy and to Joe Willick himself, chanting his name singing we want you to stay and Lee I'm just wondering your take on that how integral you know that relationship with the fans will play a part in getting him back next season we all remember Rafa Benitez uh, five years ago or so when he wasn't sure he was going to stay at Newcastle after the relegation they beat Spurs 5-1 that day was instrumental in Rafa Benitez deciding to stay at Newcastle I'm just wondering if you think it'll have a similar effect on what Joe Willock does this summer yeah I think it It'll certainly be a factor, but what will also be a factor, and I don't want to put a you know a downer on things, will be Arsenal's asking price, and it's you know it's it, it has probably rocketed up now. Um, you know we're talking twenty million, not that long ago. Uh, it'll be up to probably thirty million now. We don't we don't know Arsenal are the ones who can dictate this situation. For me, a sensible move for both clubs would be to extend the loan next season. And if Newcastle want to commit to a you know a clause where they can get him for whatever the price is, I think that works for both clubs. It would give him experience as well. But the way Arsenal have played this season, uh, I don't know how I don't know how they're getting on tonight. But uh, I know that um, no Arsenal players scored as many goals as Joe Willock in the second half of the season. So 
you know, maybe he's got a future there. That that, but he's done very well. And for me, I've I've enjoyed watching him. You know, a midfielder that gets forward and gets goals is is absolutely the perfect the perfect player for me. And uh, he's done that this season. Yeah, I think Steve Bruce has said afterwards that's a double-edged sword because he keeps performing so well. And then, like you see, that's going to up the price. It's going to think, Michael Teta is going to be thinking, well, can we get him into the Arsenal side? But it is one of those decisions, Lee, that Newcastle are going to have to decide on quickly, isn't it? Because we've seen how integral he is to Newcastle United. We saw again today, you know, gets the goal. Um, he's just brilliant going forward. He gets around the pitch. And if Newcastle you know, have to wait until the end of the window. Is that a bit of a gamble, do you think? Yeah, because you would you would like other players through the door and, you know, other deals secured. And, you know, it, yeah, it would be it would be a big gamble. But if I'm being hypercritical, then maybe if Newcastle agreed a clause within his contract, if that was available, um, they, they could have had him for, you know, whatever price they'd said uh, by now if he'd made a certain number of appearances. But, look, he knows how the Newcastle fans feel about him. Um, they made that very clear as he was walking around the pitch two or three times today. I think he was getting a selfie with some fans towards the end after doing some interviews. So, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant, uh, brilliant effort from him today. Another man who excelled again, Alan St. Maxwell, he just seemed to really enjoy having the fans back on the ground and kind of playing up to them in many ways. I mean, Sheffield United couldn't handle him. Um, unfortunately to see him go off, because I'm sure he would have liked to stay on until the end and, and you know, um, taunt the Sheffield def- uh, United defenders a bit more. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant for that 70 minutes. And there was, one, there was one touch where he just took the ball down and the whole ground just sort of, you know, oodnawed and it was just brilliant to see. And then obviously the assist. It was our Ivan Needle stuff through uh, to Murphy before he, he crosses. So, look, he's he's a class player. Um, it, it's how he how he's managed. Yeah, he, he come off the field with 20 minutes to go today. Uh, apparently, it's not so bad. It's a knock, but we'll see. It's been a good season, good second half of the season for him after coming back from from injury, and uh, him him coming back and being on form coincided with Newcastle, you know, edging towards safety and uh yeah, he's a he's a big big name, big game player and Newcastle there uh, thankfully have got him tied down. But you know, we know already he's been linked with Roma in Serie A with Mourinho going there, which is exciting. Um so we hope that Newcastle um can put a team around him that, you know, makes him want to stay. Just one of the questions here from Declan Moore, and he says, Lee, if you were Willick, would you sign? Do you think it would be the right move for Joe Willick for another year, perhaps on loan? Um, I mean, I suppose getting that first-team football is probably key for him at such a young age. Look, if I had if I had £30 million to spend, then I would spend it all on him. That's that's how highly I rate him. And then I would, would look at bringing in loan players in and around him because if he's available at that age then uh, he's certainly the type of player you would want to, as I say, build a team round. And, uh, you know, the last... How much, you know, how much more evidence do you need that he's worth the money? Because not only has he scored the goals, but he's shown a great attitude because he actually got dropped. And each time he come off the bench, 
got back on the pitch and showed what a great attitude he has. He didn't sulk. He got on with it, and he's you know he's shown what a, what a top player he is. And uh, I just think if you have the thirty million, then that that that's who you would sign because uh, they've got other players around them who can you know make make this team tick. But the, I would say they're probably halfway halfway to getting a, a decent team now. But it's it's what you know investment goes in and around that depends if you're serious players or not. And uh, yeah, they've spent quite big in, in recent windows, but with the way the money's been this during the pandemic, you wonder which way it's, way it's going to go. Another good game for Almiron. He gets a bit of stick for not finishing, not getting on the score sheet, not getting the assists. But when you look at the play, he's often involved right at the start. And, he, you know, he breaks. I know he got a bit of praise on match of the day over the weekend. And I thought he had a, another good... Uh, game today there was one moment when he probably should have been a bit more selfish and fired a goal but he tried to pull it back um is that something you'd maybe like to see in his game a bit more maybe just taking you know the chances when they're when they're in front of him and being that bit more selfish yeah i think that you know this has been a big season um for Almiron and you know when he was when he was injured the team really missed him and the the thing that i've now got an eye on is is the Copper America because that means he's probably going to come back in the pre-season training a bit late. So it might make him touch and go for the start of the season because um, he probably needed a bit more time off. But overall, since he come in, I mean, people doubted him because of the price tag. He hadn't got goals. Steve Bruce has actually got him, you know, under the under the goal trail a bit. And he has, I, I always said when he first signed, he would take, five or six months to settle in and it did take him a while to settle in but but this season when he's played you know he's been uh, he's been pretty much eight out of ten most games I mean there's been a couple of games where he dipped but overall probably you know if you're giving him a rating for the whole season you would say yes yeah, solid eight out of ten and uh, how do you think the players and Steve Bruce handled today obviously it's a big step getting back in front of the fans after so long how do you think um, how do you think they handled it the players, uh, I thought the rose to the occasion, certainly first half, um, you know, they, they played some good stuff. Second half, you know, they were shooting up the hill, I suppose. So that, that was the one thing Sheffield United won was the, was the toss at the start. And, you know, it does make a difference. Uh, Newcastle had to work, work for it in the second half. So I thought they handled it well in the scene, the game out and they, they got the got the win, which sent everyone home happy, really. Um Steve Bruce was was the target of some negative chance um, in the first half, and the, I think there was a Rafa chant as well at, at one point, which I, we you know we thought that you know had been and gone. Um, but then obviously it was a lap of honour. I, I, I looked down. I wonder. I did. Had to be honest, as a human being looking at another human being, I wondered if he would you know go around the pitch and do it but I think you got a bit of encouragement from a, a few people where the sort of old paddocks area was and a few people let on, let on to him and, and he, he, I heard him say thank you to them and then he went round and then I think obviously uh, a few in the Gallagher uh, you know gave their opinion and yeah he was asked about it in the press conference afterwards and you know he said people are entitled to their opinion and he, he said you know I warned everyone at the start I wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea and um yeah, that's that's what that's what he said. So, I mean, he was never going to get clapped, you know, 
he was never going to bring the house down going around on a lap of honour. But you know, you know, he's shown that um, you know he could take it, and he's he's gone he's gone round and done it. Just a quick word on two of the more experienced members of the squad: Paul Dummett making his two hundredth appearance today for Newcastle. I mean, we've spoken about him in previous episodes, Lee, but that's a great achievement for for Paul Dummett and a great example as well of you know where hard work can get you. Well, absolutely. I mean, we all know the story about you know when he was at the academy, and you know one of the coaches come around and said, "Does anyone fancy going to Gateshead?" And he was the only one who stuck his hand up. That showed that he was prepared to to fight for a career, and you know he's a great example. So for him to you know still be at the club almost uh, you know ten years on from you know breaking into the in and around the, the first team. Brilliant for him. Two hundred appearances. We now await to see if he if he gets a contract. If he does, great. If he hasn't, he's had a, a career that most people could only dream of. That leads us into the next question as well. And Andy Carroll, he came on for around about six minutes. I mean, do you do you see Carroll going out? Do you see him getting an extended deal? And do you see Dummett as well? What what, what do you think the future holds for him? Well, we're not hearing anything on on Andy Carroll at the moment, but I think his his contract was um, negotiated with people in in high places at the club last year, and we'll wait and see if that gets renewed again. Um, a cameo a cameo or a performance towards the end uh, didn't really have much time to to shine, and you know ultimately end up finishing the game with a few defensive clearances. So, you know, I'm sure if this was his last game in front of a crowd, he would have liked to to cap it with a, with a goal. But, um, yeah, it's been a difficult difficult sort of second half of the season for him in terms of getting in the side. Uh, and you need to get a run together and you need to to have that sharpness. And he hasn't been able to, to, to put it together. So, uh, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with him. There's another game to go. I'm sure a lot of things will get sorted uh, next week. But uh, for him, you know, at least he got on the pitch for one last time in front of the in front of the fans. And who's the other one um, you mentioned? Dummett. Was, um, Dummett. Paul Dummett. Dummett, yeah. Um, we'll we'll wait and see if he gets the the contract. And then obviously Murphy is the other one. He's got another year, but I think he was there's been talks about an extension. And Fernandez, I mean, for me, I thought Fernandez was was one of the big almost unsung heroes tonight. If you look at how many touches he got, um, I think it was something like 85, about eight clearances. He was absolutely phenomenal tonight. And uh, I think he's worth another deal as well, personally, at least a one-year extension, if you can give him it, especially if you've got no money to spend. Hmm, there's quite a few, isn't there, that need... Uh, there's, there's Gale as well. He's been rumoured to have already sorted something out and share as well, although nothing's been announced on either of them two. Um, just finally... What was it like then, just to go right back to the start of the conversation we've been having, to have fans back on the ground, only 10,000 of them, but to hear local hero, to hear the uh, fans, you know, enjoying that moment when the drums clang at the end of it. What what was it like to, to be back in the stadium with at least some fans? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's normality. You know, you, even being down back in the press box area compared to being up on, on level six, it's, it's almost like not so much a different game, but certainly completely different viewpoint. You hear even more. 
and uh, it is, you know, a completely different, different uh, situation with fans in the stadium. We we knew that anyway, but for me, I thought ten thousand fans, you know, genuinely sounded like fifty thousand fans tonight. I thought it was it was brilliant, and uh, yeah, let's just look forward to the day when this fantastic stadium is uh, is completely full again. Yeah, fingers crossed. The start of next season, we can all get there. We'll, we'll let you get off. Thanks for popping on to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Um, you can head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to read Lee's match reports, player ratings. We have Sean McCormick doing five things we learned tonight mm-hmm. and plenty of other reaction as well. Thank you for tuning in.